peace to you in Jesus' name. In this season of Epiphany, we celebrate the joy of his presence. Jesus was invited to a wedding, and there he turned water into wine. He can turn one thing into another. He can turn bread and wine into his body and blood, a bad day into a good day, a hopeless situation into one in which we are blessed. It is our privilege to invite him into our moments. As Psalm 65 says, Your miracles and wonders inspire songs of joy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. For great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. We take refuge in the shadow of your wings. We need to ask God to be with us and confess to him that we need him to lead us through the chapters and turning points in our lives. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we confess to you that we need to turn to you for everything and have relied on ourselves far too often. Show us your strength and mercy, Lord, and forgive us. For the sake of Jesus Christ, come and be with us. Almighty God has had mercy upon you and has given his only son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all of your sins. His mercies are new every morning. As a servant of Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. May he who began this good work within you bring it to completion on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. The peace of the Lord be with you. Let us pray, Almighty and everlasting God, who governs all things in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the prayers of your people and grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In the season of Epiphany, we turn to God's sacred and inspired word from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 62, beginning at verse 1. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn her salvation like a blazing torch. 
The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. No longer will they call you deserted or name your land desolate, but you will be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah. For the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married as a young man marries a young woman. So will your builder marry you as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. So will your God rejoice over you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Now about the gifts of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another, the interpretation of tongues? All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. This is the word of the Lord, and thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the second chapter, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Oh, woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. 
Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now, draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. And then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine, after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. And what Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of his miraculous signs through which he revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Start to make a list in your mind. Who would you invite to a day of celebration and joy? At this wedding in the little country town of Cana, someone had thought to invite Jesus. It might not have been their first thought. Others had landed on the list a lot sooner. Mary, Jesus' mother, was invited. But if anyone had thought of Jesus, well, he was kind of gone. He was out traveling around. Now a man of about 30 years. Jesus had been wandering, making friends, finding his place in a much bigger world. But Jesus had not forgotten these dear people and this treasured place that he loved. Now he was back. So, of course, he was invited. Jesus, come to our wedding. Jesus, we ask for the joy of your presence. This now can be our prayer, our invitation, Jesus, Son of the living God. Jesus, joy of all our desires, we ask for the joy of your presence. Cana is a small little town, just about five miles from where Jesus had grown up in Nazareth. We have to try to imagine 
the kind of joy and wonder Jesus might have given to friends and neighbors during his years growing up here. He was probably always thinking of other people and what they might need. Working with his father in the carpentry shop. I can imagine Jesus staying late to help fix a neighbor's plow during the harvest. Or maybe he would pick up a piece of wood abandoned on the floor and quietly carve it into a toy for one of the children. Somehow, Jesus could just turn one thing into another, bringing surprise and joy of heart. Now, if anyone had seen him do this, well, Mary... Jesus' mother had seen him do this countless times. Mary knows her miracle child is now a man who can create joy by his presence. And now, sitting next to her son Jesus at this wedding feast, Mary sees that they've run out of wine and maybe she knows that the family hosting this wedding were modest and humble people who needed to cut corners. And now if they run out of wine at this wedding, well, they could be a little embarrassed. Their pride would take a knock. Certainly the joyous celebration would dwindle. And Mary is sitting there knowing that her son Jesus could change this awkward moment into a joyous, exuberant celebration. This mother and son have a very special and unique relationship. And Mary is humble before her son to simply point out what she sees, letting Jesus figure out what he might want to do. And this is an example for us. This is the kind of trust you and I can have in Jesus. In prayer, we speak to him, speak to him, the almighty, all-knowing one who can change one thing into another. We speak to him of our hopes and needs and desires. We can whisper to him, here, Jesus, here in this small place, here in this life, here, Jesus, could you bring your transforming power? We can trust his all-knowing insight and his almighty strength. He will know what is best when we invite him and hope for the joy of his presence. And clearly, Jesus always sees bigger. Jesus always sees further than anyone else can. He has to think for a moment. He knows how every touch he makes in this world will dramatically or subtly change things. 
And Jesus can already see his own destiny before him. He can already see the night when he will quietly celebrate the Passover meal with his followers and how he will gather them together around a table and he will eat and drink with them and then he will tell them, now, here, take this bread and wine because this is now my body and blood given for you. Now, Jesus can already feel the unfolding of the events to come and how he will be dying on a cross. And there he will even be able to turn that into something completely different. He will make his death into a perfect and holy sacrifice for all the brokenness of the world to be repaired and transformed by the offering of his sacred and holy love. And now, sitting there at this little country wedding, Jesus can see his utmost destiny to be the joy that answers all the desiring of the human soul. And so, well, why not? Here it can begin. Even here, in this small place, for these modest, humble people that he loves, it can begin. He gives the joy of his presence. And with Jesus, it will always be so simple and elegant. He simply asks for water. The most simple, the most essential thing in the world, water. And one of the first miraculous things God did in creating the world was to make this thing called water. All of life. Everything in this little world that we live in, it all owes itself to this creative, clever act of God making one thing, water, that can become so many other things. And so now, here at this wedding, for his first public miracle... Jesus simply asks for water. And then, well, somehow, somehow this 120 gallons of water is turned into the best of wines. Here, you and I get to consider and ponder just what a miracle of God is. When Jesus does miracles, he is not trying to make us ask, wow, how did he do that? God's miracles are not magic tricks. Jesus' miracles inspires us to ask, why did he do that? Jesus does miracles simply to help people. He does miracles because he can feel 
everything that we feel and always responds with some form of compassion. Jesus does miracles because his desire for goodness and righteousness is constant and true. Jesus does miracles to show us that he really means it when he teaches us to pray. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I imagine that Jesus knew these people at this wedding. Maybe he had known them since he was a boy. He knew this was an opportunity to give them a gift. A gift of self-esteem, pride, and affirmation. Here and now, Jesus could create some joy. And this is the very thing that he had come to do. Jesus is this one that Isaiah the prophet has spoken of and was looking forward to when he wrote, The Lord will comfort his treasured people. He will look with compassion on all her ruins. He will make her wastelands like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her. Thanksgiving and the sound of singing. Is this the very thing that Jesus did at this wedding? Did he raise the song of joy by miraculously turning water into the finest of wines? Yes, indeed, it was. And this was just the beginning. With his first miraculous sign here, Jesus makes people rejoice that the best wine has been kept until the end. And it makes us think about his crowning miracle of his triumphant resurrection over death, where certainly Jesus keeps the best wine for us until the end. But, well, now here in the new light of God's living presence, here with us, he is Emmanuel, dwelling with us. And so it is time to rejoice in his living presence. It is time to say yes, indeed, to the inspiration of Psalm 47. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. How awesome is the Lord Most High, the great King over all the earth. Yes, he is with us, and we are blessed with joy in his presence. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and faithful Father, we praise you. We thank you. We worship you. You have given us the joy of your living and holy Son, Jesus. 
Bless us that we may always be inviting you to be our present and eternal joy now and forever. May we be so blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And he descended into hell. And the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. God of mercy, you brought joy to the guests at the wedding at Cana, and we thank you for the joy of being able to bring our needs to you today. By the miracle you performed at that wedding, we know that you have the power to turn one thing into another. So we come before you confident that you can bless us by turning our lives in new directions. We each come before you today with the hopes and dreams of our lives and place them before you, asking you to hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Blessed Lord, you came among us to help us see a greater way to live. Grant to us your spirit that we may be guided by your wisdom and so live lives of integrity. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Loving Father, bring your presence to every home and family. Bless husbands and wives with your unfailing love and your forgiveness. And make our homes and places a thing of blessing and love. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of power, bring peace to the nations that war, violence, and oppression may cease. 
Bless those who make, administer, and judge our laws on every level of government. Protect and defend those who protect and defend us here and throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And merciful Lord, we ask your blessing for the healing of the nations. Be the healing, comfort, and peace of the sick, the sorrowing, and the dying. And today we ask your blessing for them. And especially be with those whom we name before you in our hearts. Grant that all who cry to you may find consolation and peace according to your gracious will. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Hear the prayers we bring in the name of Jesus Christ and grant us all things beneficial to us. Bless us and be with us now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. And Father, we thank you that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, by the light of Christ, we have seen your glory and have confidence in your mercy given to us by Jesus. Fill us with the joy of your presence. As once you brought gladness to a wedding at Cana in Galilee, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Holy are you, O Lord. Your glory dwells among us and fills heaven and earth. Glory in the highest be to you. Arise, shine, says Isaiah. Your light is come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Thanks be to God. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features the Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.